This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you decent podcasts since 2013. Conversation Podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Yeah! This is In the Conversation. This is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad, the voice of your choice. What's good, man? How you doing? Man, I am doing very good. We're coming off of a string of real star-studded uh, situations. No doubt. You know. And, and, you know, the thing about it is, man, I think we on the glow up. Yeah. I think our listeners are glowing up with us. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, <clears throat> we're going to take this thing to the next level. I think so. I think that's the, that's what it is. So so with, with what we've been doing, we've been in the conversation. Right. We've been in the conversation with people who create the conversation. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I think uh, going forth, we're going to keep that movement going. We're going to keep the people who create the conversations. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about the people who are in the conversation. Uh And we're going to keep our listeners popping. Okay. Just like we always do. There it is. Just the time for Thanksgiving. We here. Come get this meal. (laughs) (laughs) Food for thought. You know what I mean? How about that? (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, we we have an esteemed guest in the building. Oh, do we? Absolutely. We do. Uh, legend. Absolutely you iconic. Know, you know. Uh, the the master of the event, I'd like to say. The you master know? of the black entertainment Moment. industry event. You know, because we often talk about on the show how to identify the moment and how to make a moment a moment. No and doubt. if anybody know how to make a moment a moment, it's our guest. Our guest this week. Our guest this week is... The good. The gracious. The beautiful. Carla Radford. <laughs> Carla Radford is in the building. Carla Radford. St. Ca- Louis Carla own. with a motherfucking K. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get it right. Get it tight. Mm-hmm. Get it right. Right. Oh shit! You're gonna speak to us. Uh-huh. Carla's a little. Uh, she, uh, she not shy. Don't even don't, don't even fucking act like that. What's up, Carla? Just never did this before, guys. No doubt. I'm glad, and that's why we're doing this. Yeah. So the people who don't usually tell that story. See, I'm from the era like you know. I grew up in the era of you know what I'm saying everybody business ain't nobody business. Mm. What happens in this house stays in this house. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't be talking out in the streets and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But these this day and age, you know what I'm saying, the people got to know who the people are and who the people were. You can't have a future without the motherfuckers who laid the foundation. And you one of the ones who laid one of the one of the good good foundations in this culture. True story. Oh, there you go. Mhm. <laughs> Where did it begin? Call like let's 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 get it all into it. Let's talk about how did you, yeah, where, where, where did it all Where did this start? Yeah. <laughs> well, when I moved to New York, I moved here to become an actress. Did uh, you? Yes. Oh, I used shit. to do commercials. And by fate, I met someone that worked for Time, Inc. At the time, the Vibe magazine had it's launch edition on the racks. And what, what was that launch? What was that? Was like ooh, that, that, was, that was that was stretch. That was stretch. That, that, that was like the priest. It was stretch. It was stretch. And okay. when that iconic issue showed up on every newsstand, no one knew what it was. Like no, yeah, they were. Well, was like, what it the it was mind blowing. Exactly. It was black and white. It was mind blowing, and it was this huge logo across the top that said "Vibe," and everybody picked it up. 
I mean, everybody's mind was blown. Yeah. When I saw it, I talked about this the other week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I saw it. I was at FAMU selling weed, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. went to drop off some weed to Larry Tate and them. <laughs> And then incrimination, right? The yeah, on the air, not, not even incrimination. <laughs> okay. Keep it moving, keep it moving. Okay. I dropped Shout it off, Larry. and they had this big ass magazine that was bigger than everything else with Tretch on the front, black and white. It changed my whole like, what the fuck it is changed this? everybody's life. And if you saw it, you definitely gravitated towards it, and you picked it up and you read it from cover to cover and then you read it from cover to cover again backwards because you didn't see it again for a year Mm -hmm. it was one issue one drop vibe treach on the cover and nothing for a year so you just had to keep reading that one magazine like a coffee table book. It, it was it was definitely like a coffee table book. <laughs> Majestic. With with a with a flimsy cover. <laughs> and it just so happened that I lived in this building right through the Lincoln Tunnel mm-hmm. with this woman that rode the bus with me, black woman. Her name, Lynn McDaniels. She oh, was shit. a executive at Time Inc. Mm-hmm. And in conversation one night, I just said to her, I am finished with acting, and I want to get in the music business. And I had already um, interviewed at Def Jam, and um, the person that I interviewed with, he said I had no music experience. Mm. He probably didn't either. He, <laughs> <laughs> well, he left the door open for me to walk through another door, which I thanked him for years later. Mm-hmm. And Lynn said to me one day, have you ever heard of this magazine called Vibe? I was like, oh my God, Vibe? It came out like a year ago, mm-hmm. and it was like the best thing I've ever read. She says, well, it's a Time Inc. magazine, and um, I think you should interview. And she set me up with an interview with the COO of the magazine, and the rest is history. Mm. Yes. So you got in. It was that time. Yes, I got in. And what was your position when you got in? I was an assistant, and it was only four people that was at the magazine at that time. And um, I was one of four Wow. Mm. on the business staff. And um, a few months later, I was charged with launching this magazine through an event. So they said, hey, you. Hey, you. Hey, you little girl over in the corner. (laughs) Can you launch this event with this whatever, whatever? No, he said, we need to launch this event with a huge party, Mm -hmm. and it's in your hands, do it. Was this your first ever event? Ever in my life. And wow. who, who asked you this? My boss. Who was your boss? He was the CEO. The COO. He was the COO. Oh, word. Yes. So your boss said, hey, motherfucker, little person <laughs> over here, we need to launch this magazine. I ain't got time for this shit. You go do it. Yes. And I was like, I've never done a party before. Where am I going to do it? And I don't know who's going to perform. I don't know what. He said, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Figure it, it out. out. That's, yes. that's what, that's what he told were, you. Figure it out. And what did you do? And I motherfucking figured it out. He, I, I, I thought about it, and I thought it needed to pay homage to performers that had bought us into this space. And what I thought was Rum DMC. Mm-hmm. And he said it was a very good idea. And I didn't have any idea how I was going to get Run DMC to perform at this party. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so he says, get in a town car, because that's when town cars was popping. That was, that was, you had to get a voucher. <laughs> I had to get a voucher. It was before Uber. You had to get a fucking voucher. I had to get a voucher. <laughs> and then I was on my 800, um, what was it? My Skytail face. <laughs> <laughs> He's on your Skytail. Yes. 
And I got a meeting with Leo Cohen. How I did it, I don't know, but I did. And he walked me into his office, he sat me on his couch, and he ignored me for two hours. Wow. And I sat there while he ran meetings, while he talked on the phone, and I sat on that couch. And I had no idea why he had me sitting there or what was going to come, but he had me sitting on that couch for two hours. And at the end of that two hours, this guy walked through the door, and he said, Eric, she wants to talk to you. And I was like, hi, Eric. My name's Carla. I'm from Vibe, and we're about to do this launch party, and we would like Run DMC to perform. And he was like, cool. I'm Run DMC's manager. Hmm. And that was how it began. <laughs> Eric Blamerville. Eric Blamerville. <laughs> My nigga to this day. My nigga to this day. That's what's up. That's yes. What's, that's, and that's how our launch party. So, so that launch party. Yes. Where'd you have it? What what happened at the you you got Run DMC? Yes. What happened at the party? Three over three thousand people showed up to Webster Hall. Wow! And it wrapped around the corner three times. Mm. Yes. And who? What was all in that room? Anyone that was in the publishing industry, that was in the entertainment industry, that was in the sports industry, and that was in the music industry. And it was a spectacular event. Who DJ? Yeah, I was about to ask. <laughs> who DJ? I don't remember who DJed, but this is the one iconic moment that happened on that stage that night. Mm. Puff. Mm. So, so, so diligently asked if he could put his new artist on that stage. And we never heard of his artist before. And it was a back and forth and back and forth. And after Patra, who was... Patra, like Patra, the motherfucking queen of the dance hall. The butterfly. Yes, Patra, Patra mm-hmm. <laughs> performed. Right before she got on the stage, this big, burly, black nigga got on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking ripped party and bullshit off the Who's the Man soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And that nigga was Biggie. And that was his first performance ever. Wow. No, wait, 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 wait. That's wait, crazy. Wait. So that's fucking crazy. And we probably get to I it. I know. We fucking get to it. But that was his first. Yes. Killed that shit. Go ahead. I'm going to get How to was it. the crowd? They, they were all It was in? ridiculous. Yeah. The, the, the balcony was shaking. It yeah. felt like it was going to like collapse. Just collapse, yes. That's a good performance yes. when you feel like you're in yes. danger. Jade was there, the performance. Wow. Jade with the long Don't freaking. walk away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, it was, um, it was everything. It was everything. It was the moment that clinched what the music industry events were now about to be right about that was that was the wave like with that became how the music industry event would be it it definitely was how stressed out were you throughout that whole process even to in that moment when biggie is rocking how were you feeling? It wasn't even about Biggie. Mm-hmm. It was about... He <laughs> yeah, was I mean, unknown at that yeah, point. Yeah, no one knew who he was. <laughs> it Black wasn't burly. even... It wasn't about Biggie. It was about the people that were in that room. Right. It was about the people that embraced this new, what would become legendary, iconic publication. Mm-hmm. And we had no idea. The, the room was old, young, black, white... People of color, everybody together, and it profiled what the magazine would would then be about. Every generation of music, art, fashion, um, beauty, mm-hmm. all in that room, and I placed upon my shoulders was me letting the people in that needed to get in and not knowing who any of these people were, you know? And the the line was around the corner. How long had you 
been at the magazine at this, this point? This was September. I was hired March 27th okay. of so that you, same you year. I knew nothing. Fresh in the game. Yes, yes. And you, you just. <laughs> yes, yes. I was working off the skills my mama and daddy taught me. What did they teach you? They taught me just to be kind. Mm. To be kind and to work off of what I knew innately to to do right with and for people so after this event the magazine goes out and it's launched that's the snoop issue yes you know what i'm saying yes then where do you fall within the company after this well, it didn't take me long to become the events person <laughs> because <laughs> now I did the 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 event, you know, right. and I was no longer an assistant to the COO. I moved into the events department and now it was placed upon me to leverage what I was now learning to then partner with these new advertisers that didn't know. <laughs> but see, none of this existed. None of it existed. Right. And, so, and that's why it's so hard for me to articulate because none of it existed. Right. And so now everybody knows the corporate party and the blah, 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 with the sponsors and shit like that. But that shit didn't happen no, then. That shit wasn't, wasn't no, happening. No. This was new no, and fresh. No, uh-huh. Yes. And you were flying off the cuff. Flying off the cuff, right? Going off of what I felt was right, going off of what those around me at Vibe was telling me should be right because they had worked at other magazines. I never worked in a magazine. I did commercials. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I I didn't know. But you was in a music video. EPMD. I was in the music video. EPMD. I got paid fifty dollars. That was my first video. <laughs> What record was that again? That was uh, You Got to Chill. chill. Yeah. You Got to Chill. Go to your YouTube right now. You, know you Got to Chill. Yeah. They named me a schizoid before they knew that schizoids was like kind of like a thought, but they thought a schizoid was like this like random chick. And that was my first video. Yeah, I got $50 off of that. Sleeping Bag Records. What's up? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic shit. That's dope. Yes. <clears throat> so now, you vibe blows up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Quincy Jones is there. You know what I'm saying? The magazine is big and iconic. It's the Black Rolling Stone. It is. It is. It had no competition because um, the source was the hip hop Bible. Mm-hmm. And Rolling Stone was completely and strictly for rock. Mm-hmm. And vibe was for urban culture. Mm-hmm. We m- married fashion with music. Mm-hmm. No one had ever done that before. Mm. We put fashion and music and dance and and graffiti, we put it all together. Right. And no one had ever done that before. Right. And our covers were so in your face and so larger than life and you never knew what was going to happen from month to month when that cover came out you just waited with bated breath like mm-hmm. who's going to be on that cover yo right. who's going to be on that cover <laughs> yeah, and that when you got that nigga, that big ass cover and mm-hmm. when you saw it, you was like yo we got it right every time no doubt yeah d where you want to go I mean, there's so many different places to go. You know, full disclosure: both uh, me and Muhammad used to work but, for Carla. But we're gonna we're gonna get <laughs> just there. Let that we're, know. we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. But before we got there, there was a lot of shit that happened. You know what I'm saying? Like Carla, shit got down. You was the one. You, y'all know Tupac, right? Of course. You know, Tupac was Tupac Shakur. Tupac Shakur. Okay. He was Tupac Shaker. He, he was he was Carl Kanai. <laughs> Another guy. He's from Minnesota. He was he was cross colors and shit. Right. But then there was a point where he was Versace. You know mm. what I'm saying? And that was after mm. you took Pop to Italy to walk the shows with Donatella and the Versace situation. Tell us about that 
Well, Tupac was, um, he was working on, he was working as an actor now. He was really um, working his way up as this, you know, actor to look at and was very well sought after. And um, we had this amazing idea, Jeffrey from JB Media, who was our media company in Milan, and we were very good friends. We thought, who should we bring to Italy? Because that was becoming our thing, bringing someone to Italy to sit at the shows or to walk the shows, but to represent vibe. Mm. Who, who had been before Pop? Quincy Jones. No doubt. Mm. Mm. It was a tough mm. act to okay. follow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Quincy, Don Dada. Quincy Jones. And we also bought um, Shaggy. 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 Mm-hmm. But that was, that was, yes. So when we bought Tupac to Italy, they went mad. They went mad. But that was, you know, the process was, was that his, that was his first passport, wasn't it? Yeah. T- Tupac had never been out of the country before. Wow. So he had to get a passport. He um, didn't understand what was happening the whole time, so he bitched about it all the time. And mm-hmm. I would have to call him on his movie sets and talk to him about what was going to happen. And I would have to wake him up sometimes. And you have to understand, like, this was Tupac. Right. And it was like, like this was Tupac. And I'm, st- I'm, a, I'm still a fan, mm-hmm. but I have to work this magic in mm-hmm. order to make him say yes that he's going <laughs> to actually get on a flight right. fly across the country and Gianni Versace himself wanted him to walk in his So Gianni was still alive. Gianni Him and Pac was still alive. Very well, much so. Both was very much so. Damn. And he wanted Tupac to walk in his menswear show. Mm. And that was a lot to sell to this rapper nigga who, <laughs> right? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like that was a that was a tough sell. What was his pushback? What was he beefing about? If you remember, why am I going? What am I doing? Why am I going? Who who? who? See, this was before Versace like, was Versace, right. Versace, right. Versace. Yeah, right. you know what I'm saying? This was before. Yeah, <clears throat> and he's like, why am I doing this? I trust the vision. No, yeah, and it, it was really, really, really tough to convince him. But I got to that point where I was able to get him on that plane. He was late, and (laughs) (laughs) we made the flight, and we went over there, and his eyes opened to a world he had never seen before, and you could see that he was enlightened in a way that it totally took him by surprise mm. the way that the Italians loved him, knew him, mm. you know? I think that was a fear, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, back right. in the day, there was no Instagram or right, no, right, right. you know what I'm so saying? He, he, he didn't, didn't know. He didn't, know, he didn't know who was buying his records. He didn't know who was listening to him on right. underground music stations or by, what was that called, Lime? Oh, Lime Wire. Yeah, he didn't know. He didn't know how his energy was had preceded him. Mm. He had no idea. And when he got to that hotel, the amount of people that was there to greet him, he was he was shook and he <laughs> was like impressed and Every, and this is his first time outside of the United this States. This is 19, what did he, when did he die? 96? Mm-hmm. He died in September. This before the internet September. was even This really is in September, right? Right, right, right. We went in June. June of wow. 96, right before he died. Yes. This was right before he passed. Mm. Mm. So the passport picture that we always, they show on the internet. I have that. Wow. Was from that passport. It was the only passport he ever had. Yes. And Gianni wanted him to perform at his fashion show. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm going to perform, but it's a fashion show. And I'm like telling him, Tupac, this is where 
music meets fashion. Like it's all a part of what our culture is going towards. Mm-hmm. It, they're going to love it. They're mm-hmm. going to love it. He was nervous. He was very nervous. And every fashion show we went to in Italy, Romeo Gigli, Versace, Fendi, every fashion show, they wanted Tupac to sit front row, and they wanted him to dress in their garments. So every day after the fashion show was done, we'd have to go to a fashion house, get him clothed for the next day, and mm. I'd have to make sure he was in those clothing, that, in that mm. clothing for the next day. Mm. But at Versace, they did the fashion show, and then it was his turn to perform. Mm-hmm. And then my boss had to go backstage to talk to Tupac to get him like, you know, it's gonna be okay, this is good, this is good. And he performed California Love, mm-hmm. the song he chose, why I don't know, because it had Dre on it and Dre wasn't there. Right. So he had to like just kind of <laughs> sit on a stage and like just do like, you know, you see my yeah. arms, right? People are moving from side to side. But then when it got to his part, he stood up and he crushed it. Mm-hmm. He killed it. And the Italians, they loved him. He was so beautiful and so his eyelashes. <laughs> Just eyelashes. They were just the the women and the men. They loved. It was his eyelashes. It was him. It was Mm -hmm. him. It was him. Wow. Yeah. And he came back, and he had the Versace on. He had a new look. He did. He had a new look because he had a new he because he because he was a different person. All eyes on all eyes on me, and he came back. He had a new look. He was the Fazachi. You know what I'm saying? He was he was styling there. Yeah, but only for a short period of time. Mm. Mm. But he had that moment, and he had that experience in his life, and it it makes me feel. Like, I was a part of that for him before he passed because this kid, he'd never been across seas before, and he was Tupac. You mm. would have thought he was worldwide, mm-hmm. and he wasn't. Mm. And he wasn't. That's crazy. Damn. All them, all them platinum records. Right. And he had never been. No. He had never been. Wow. So that's what? That's what, 96? Yes. 96. And then when did you come, Ali? I came to Vibe in 1999, and I was fresh out of the streets, mm-hmm. and I landed in New York. And <laughs> Here we go. Gary Lewis took me in. Here we go. And y'all heard of Gary Lewis. He's been on the show. Yep. And once I got on, Gary Lewis left probably like three weeks after I got hired. <laughs> <laughs> and... You were on maternity leave, so you were you were having first or second baby, first baby. second baby, second, second baby, because the the party that I went to to meet Gary Lewis, you had one baby and you had a pregnant belly. Okay, mm. and I met him and he told me to come through. Woo, 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 we worked it out, and then you were on maternity leave after that party. It was the Armani Exchange party. Yes, it was, and. So you were on maternity leave, and your office was empty and had some boxes in there. It was throwing shit in there. But he was like, yeah, you work out of there. And so I'm working out of your office, and, you know, you're not there. I don't know. I don't even know you. And I'm working. I'm doing my thing and shit. And then you come up to the office one day, and you- To <laughs> you, visit. To visit, to whatever. You had to take care of something. And you were like, who the fuck are you? And why, <laughs> why the fuck are you in my office? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, of course I remember that. <laughs> I'd remember that too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you were like, well, what the fuck? Who the fuck are you? I'm like, you was like, hi, I'm Ali. <laughs> nice to meet you. I, 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 I know you're Carla. They just put me in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just put me in. I don't, I don't want no motherfucking problem. No smoke. <laughs> and then you came back, <laughs> and they, they, they. They um they put me on a mission to teach you how to do PowerPoint. <laughs> and 
And you were like, motherfucker, I ain't, I ain't fucking doing no PowerPoint. I took two part to Italy. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I did fucking not say that. PowerPoint. I did not say that. No, but you didn't, I, but I, but you were like, motherfucker. I, I, I was like, I'm not doing PowerPoint. Who the fuck are you? But I don't, yeah. motherfucker, you ain't teaching me shit. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm just telling you what they told me. It is true. It is true. But I just thought that I shouldn't have to learn PowerPoint when you know it so well. No, <laughs> you the know fuck? it for both of us. <laughs> That's how good you know it. But that was the mission they put me on. They told you to make a party. They told me to teach you how to do PowerPoint. Right. But we figured out that you ain't need PowerPoint. If I knew the PowerPoint. Correct. And I figured out that I ain't need to teach you how to do the PowerPoint because the mother Gary Lewis left. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just me and you. Well, that was the that's the thing. That's when, you know, where old school meets new school. Right. It met at that point. And mm-hmm. it met at that point where I was giving birth to babies mm-hmm. and not caring at all about how the world of technology was changing Mm -hmm. because I need to worry about if my baby was going to breastfeed and if I was going to be able to take care of my second child that was only 13 months apart. Like my mindset as a single parent at that point was totally separate from learning the new fucking what the fuck powerpoint like huh what what's happening now in technology right and that was real and and see for me i was coming in the game i Mm -hmm. didn't know shit Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and this she was the og Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so i wasn't really trying to cause no problems or nothing i was just trying to figure it out but then once gary left it was just me Mm -hmm. and i was there by himself on the island by himself nobody was i think they was trying to fire me they not no not other you. other they, the, 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 the the powers, powers that, that be, be was trying to was like well if Gary left then you might as well go with him kick rocks and yeah, go on with him going now it was a trip because that was the reason I started 21st Century Hustle because I thought I was gonna get fired so I was like you know what I need to do something. Mm. For myself, cause these motherfuckers don't care nothing about me. About to throw me out the door. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when I started 21st Century Hustle, you introduced me to Sybil, and she was my first interview. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Look at that. Look to, at that. To, 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 you know what I'm saying? For me, it was like, okay, let me do something in case these motherfuckers find me. Mm-hmm. So it turns out, you know what I'm saying? They didn't find me. Because of you. Why didn't they fire you? Because of me. Because at one of them sales conferences and shit, you was... See, you had to understand at Vibe, at this point at Vibe, what was going on was the CEO had left to start his own company. Keith Clink Scales left and went to start Vanguard. Right, right. And then... <clears throat> so they felt... He took a lot of people with him. So they felt like everybody that was black was going to go with Keith to his new venture. Especially if there was a man. Especially if there was a man. So Gary, who hired me, left to go to Vanguard, which left me there. When they was thinking like, well, when the fuck you going over there, motherfucker? Mm-hmm. And I was like, they ain't got no motherfucking health insurance. And <laughs> <laughs> my wife is pregnant. Right. So I need this insurance. So I ain't motherfucking really trying to go nowhere. But if you're trying to throw me out, I'm I'm gonna set myself up. So, and we didn't know what was going on. We, we were really like foggy. Right. So, when you started, you know, working with me, you um, you it was just we was at a, a sales conference or some shit. We were at a sales conference, and the president of the company. This is a little short white man. John Rollins. Very Ivy League-ish. John Rollins. Preppy, polo, collar popped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You was over there in the corner with John poking him in his head. Like, motherfucker. I don't know what you were saying. but real talk poking him. But it was looking like, motherfucker. Motherfucker. Mm -hmm. That's what it looked like you were saying to him. Negotiation. But I didn't know what the fuck you were saying. You know what I'm saying? And then (laughs) after you finished talking to him, John Rollins came over to me and said, you the man. 
and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck up. just happened? You got anointed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, poke. what the fuck just happened? But, <laughs> but well, I found out that you told him that it wasn't going to be another black man to leave this company. You know what I'm saying? And y'all not going to throw any of them out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you need to leave this motherfucker alone. Because yeah. <laughs> he needs to, he's with me. And I was with you. And that was that's how I got anointed in the game. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it wasn't nothing I did. It was I was protected. It was, it was everything you did. That's how you became the son. What did I do? You vibe live. Hello. Hello. Vibe live. Hello, that my nigga. Hello. You knew that. That's how you got But but I, but this was be, this was this was I, what? Huh? Since I, what? I don't know. Shit, I didn't, didn't know. I just was. I was just. <laughs> what I just to, said that shit because you. I was just trying to keep my motherfucking job. Vibe Live was just some shit that I knew I could do. Yeah, but it was the shit you did really, really well. Mm. And I trusted you. Bird. Yeah. And that's how the fuck I got on. Mm. People. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you did. Bird. And climbed. Bird. Boy, did you climb! <laughs> Boy, did you climb! Because I had backup. I knew I like in that in that particular time in that particular place in that particular space in that space. Once you became family, then I knew I could do my thing without without judgment. Without you know, what I'm saying I didn't. I knew I knew how to move enough where I didn't even need a budget. Yes, nobody had to. When that, when that hand got placed upon your shoulder. Word. Right. Church. Yes. Yes. I don't even know what to say. You done took over. <laughs> that was it. But then wow. when did this young lad come in to the space? Man, I came in. What I came about? Oh, two, oh, one, something like that. How'd you come in? Uh, Muhammad moved on to being a sales See, rep. See, look at that. Mm -hmm. Hand upon so the shoulder. It opened, yeah, it opened the lane. And uh, it was a couple people up for the position. I remember sitting down with you. With me? Yeah. What I did? You, I mean, you was bossed <laughs> up. It was, it was you. And, I wasn't and, mean, though, was I? Nah, you, you were bossed up. You weren't mean, but you were, uh, you wasn't on no bullshit, though. It was, it was a clear tone that this was, you were speaking to a boss. It was well, you. it was only because I loved that magazine no absolutely really seriously absolutely I took pride in building it and yeah. i needed to know that you was real right yes and i remember being so borderline thirsty to be down <laughs> i'm not gonna lie not thirsty to be that but i mean like the events department was cracking this was at this point it had been historic to do you know to work events at vibe and i remember we were uh we were negotiating we were negotiating salary, and I was so excited to be down <laughs> that I think I lowballed myself. I remember the fuck out of the lowball. I was like, damn, you know what? I think I could have got a couple thousand more, but I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> so that's what that's what happened, you know. And then uh, and you just slid into Muhammad's position. He basically, I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, he kind of gave me that. This is what you need to know. Da -da -da -da. And I had been laying my groundwork because I'd been working for Vibe and Spin. And I used to work in the, the ad services department, which was very administrative. It wasn't the flyest it thing. It wasn't fly. You would look over at us and what? It was like, damn, <laughs> popping over there. But the thing about what happened was I used to deliver the maps, the ad maps. So I would go through the they entire. They don't know what an ad map ad is. Ad map. The ad map was basically the layout. The layout of the magazine, and when you laying out a magazine, you need to know where certain advertisers are going to be. Because certain advertisers before there was things like competitive separation. Certain advertisers couldn't be next to each other. You couldn't have Prada next to Gucci. Couldn't you have could, Absolute next to Hennessy. Exactly. So you need to learn how to do that and, and lay the maps out. And the maps. They would move a lot. And a every lot. time the map came out, this is prior to a good PDF, you'd have to print out 15 <laughs> some odd maps and walk the halls. And that's how I got to meet the people. Hey, here's the map, blah, 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 and whatever, whatever. But I would always see 
The your, cool kids. Yeah, shit was cracking <laughs> in your office. I was like, I kind of want to get down. I had a couch yeah, and had a couch. whole shit. And everybody would be in my office and you'd come in. Knock, knock, knock. Hey. Here's the map. Right. <laughs> Did I give you a map? Was I giving you a map? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know exactly how we met prior, but I know when we started working, it was dope to the point when you become family, it's anointed. Yeah, you in yeah, the, you yeah, in the yeah. loop. It's a different loop. When you get invited to lunch. Right. Ooh, he go to the good oh, Houston. Going to Houston's cafeteria. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a big moment. Get you a good Hawaiian ribeye. What? He was living aspirational. He was like, oh, like shit. This Spanish is, dip. This is different. <laughs> but what I remember, one of the things, one of the, one of the, I mean, there were so many things that I, I learned from you, but there were a couple things, the two things that, that really stand out. One, your phone game is phenomenal. You get oh anybody on the horn and you could close a deal listen. in damn near one phone call. Listen, listen, hold on, hold on. It's, hold it's, up. it's crazy. <laughs> you got to see that hold shit. Hold on, hold on, before you go any further. Listen, people, when you're out there, you from Carla, I've learned that you can call anybody in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's a way to call anybody in the world. You have, it's a certain, it's a certain vernacular yeah. to calling Somebody at the high end. Even if you ain't, you don't even know these motherfuckers. But it's a way. And I learned, and, I, and it's a very simple thing that I learned. I don't know what you learned, D. But the the one thing that I picked up that I still use to this motherfucking day, if Ooh, I need to call somebody that I don't know, mm -hmm. that is way above my motherfucking pay grade, league, and all that shit, it's one motherfucking line that you hit them with. And that caller used to the motherfucking perfection. And I learned it from her. So, say you got to call somebody way above your league. You, you really got something real good to say. You got Because you got to have good shit. And it's definitely assistant playing interference. Definitely going to be an assistant that's going to motherfucking interfere. And you got good shit to say to this motherfucker. So, you call. <laughs> assistant. Such and such and such an office, nigga. Yes. <laughs> and you better not be on no bullshit because I'm not fucking with you because I'm guarding this gate with a motherfucking steel fist. Mm -hmm. And you hit that motherfuckers with, is he available? That's it. You know what I'm saying? You don't say shit. Is he available? You don't motherfucking flinch. You don't do none of that shit. Is he available? So now they confused. Now they saying, wait a minute. Well, who is this? He must know this motherfucker. If he just, he's, he just straight disregarding my iron fucking mm -hmm. wall garden. There must be a rapport. This must be his one of his motherfucking closest friends. Um, hold on, let me see. <laughs> and they, and they come work. back. Either they gonna be available or not. He's not available. May I take a message? Well, tell that motherfucker to call. <laughs> well, you don't say motherfucker, but tell him to call. And you give him your number. That's it. And that shit works every time. Like, to skip the whole shit and I'm saying, hey, this is such and such or Mr. Nah, fuck that. Is he available? Because that's my friend and I motherfucking know him. But even beyond that, you would take the teeth out of some of these wolves. Like, these are people that are like very short with their time. They bosses. When they get on the phone, you get them on the phone and you would hit like an empathy angle. You would be like, so how's the kids? How they do? <laughs> that shit would throw everybody off. They're like, oh, oh, well, you know, the kids is doing really so such a sight. And it becomes a real conversation in under two minutes. It's a real conversation, and we're gonna get done what needs to be done. But let's have a real moment. You've always been good for a real oh moment. Right, right. The couch in your office is a real moment couch. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> another exercise we used to do because as these artists, you change, you get hot or whatever, you know, be myself. Shay was in the building. Shay, shout out. You know out. what I mean? Shout out to Shay. And it'd be like, yo, so Beyonce popping. How would you get Beyonce? Who, how, who do you speak to to get Beyonce? Like, oh, shit. Uh, and you would have to really know mm -hmm. Who to call? And that was that was just that was a great was technique. A, it it made you sharp. It made you, know? you sharp, and it made and for me, you know what I'm saying. It made me be able to to get motherfuckers like that to right. do all kind of shit, whether it was in the music supervision world or whatever. I was able to get people to do things because of the technique. 
yeah. that I've learned mm. sitting in your office. Not you ain't explicitly teach us that shit. You just watch. did it. We just sit back and watch that shit. Like, damn. Because you would come into the office like, yo, I done called four or five times. They ain't hit me back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They on the fence, blah, blah, blah. What's the number? <laughs> that was it. What's the number? <laughs> and forever, for whatever reason, they would pick up when you call. What's in the eye? Right. And that shit would be done. You're like, all right, fair enough. I could dig it. So... Nah, it was a. That's wonderful. It was it was a, it was bossed up. Yeah, definitely. You you had a way the communication. You knew how to do that shit, and it was you know, hey, and we learned from that shit, right? And we worked with every artist in the every, industry, and, and, every, and even to this day, every even to this day, most of the motherfuckers, the major motherfuckers that you see, is all still some of the same people from that era. Yeah, that's the Mona managers, Scott. Mona Scott. You know, what Remy saying? Mike, Coach Look K, him, you know, Puffy, what? Yeah. All, all these, you know what I'm saying? All of these people, like Coach K, who who manages, who who is, runs the Migos and all that shit. He was Jeezy back in the day. He mm-hmm. was, you know, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like, you know, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. all that. All these same people are still here and still running the game, but. You know, from from that era, we were able to see them on the bubble, and we're able. You know, some people we had to aspire up to, and then right. some people we helped along in the game because of the shit we learned sitting on your couch. Yeah, the couch was what's up. It was so many shit different things. When, I, I, think, I got when I got married. Mm. I got married at the courthouse, y'all. Mm-hmm. It was on a Tuesday. Mm. I had to come to work. Preach. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I brought my wife with me to work. New wife. My new wife. And she sat on your couch. Word. You know what I'm saying? While I went to work the day I fucking got married. Wow. That's such a memory. <laughs> that's such a memory, Ali. Yeah. That's, was dope. that's what it was. That's real. You know what else was dope just on an event level? That was a real moment right there, but let's give it, let, let it breathe. <laughs> that real moment breathe right there. All right, yeah. uh, what I thought was cool, and I think it, it's lacking now in the event space in the world, especially people going out, a vibe party didn't have a VIP. Uh, and you you were like, listen, if you, was, if you were invited, then you special enough to be in that room. There needs to be no demarcation. There's nobody better than anybody. And that made a part that made that party feel like a party. People and I f- didn't even know when I created that 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 was a creation. That was that was that's fire. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. VIP. The no VIP. Because if you were invited to a a vibe party, you got free liquor. Mm-hmm. You saw the artist. Right. You were up close and next to the artist, and you left with a fire-ass gift bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody was on the same level. Right. Everybody sat next to each other, partied with each other. There was no rope and stanchion for a VIP. Mm-hmm. If you were invited to a vibe party, you were a guest. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. And we made everybody feel like they were special. What were some of your favorite events that you'd done? If you had to rank them or just looking back, I can't. I can't because each one felt yeah that you remember like really special. I mean, you know the whole Tupac thing for real. Mm -hmm. Um, You know when Quincy would come to the office, that wasn't even an event, uh, an event, but that was an event to us when he would just like come to the office and just chill all day and just chop it up with you know the staff. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying. Um, some of the events. Oh gosh, it's too many. Yeah, Look, Kim. Iceberg. Oh. Iceberg. Oh yeah, keep going. Uh, <laughs> what else was there? Uh, Come on. You know the, him well. Yeah, yeah. With the Fila joint, with Ludacris. The, with when the we bodega. created the bodega that, and that, the candy. But that store. was that, that was that was the iceberg. That was iceberg, and, and see, we went out and got iceberg clothing. See, last week right. when we talked to Bevy, right, mm-hmm. and she talked about Terrell, mm-hmm. and 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 you know, oh, saying right. her spending iceberg. too much money. He was at the time Terrell, who was who was the stylist for. Yeah, he wasn't for, even at the pinnacle no, of no, no. that. Yeah, he he's the stylist right now for Khaled, right? Right. Back then, he worked 
at Iceberg when right. Iceberg was on fucking fire. Yeah. Fire. In and, that mansion on freaking some side street off Madison right. Avenue. And we had this event. Um, vibe on ice. Vibe on ice. You know what I'm saying? It was that lit. meant iceberg. It meant iceberg. When iceberg was on fire. Right. And we went out to the fucking warehouse. In New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Where they had all the iceberg fire. Fire. And, and they we, were like, and Terrell was and, like, pick whatever the fuck you what want. What do you want to wear? <laughs> whatever we whatever like, the fuck oh you want. <laughs> I still got that butter leather I still got iceberg. my butter leather freaking leather suit that I wore. You know what I'm saying? Word. I had the butter leather fucking Scooby-Doo right. leather jacket and right. shit. right. It was like fucking three thousand dollar ass wow. jacket that we right. just rolled through and got and just picked for free to yeah. wear in the motherfucking because that was event. the moment of the event space and fashion space. You know, mm-hmm. they wanted you to embrace, Represent. yeah, that fashion at that event, right? Because they knew our events were going to be iconic, right? And then Luda performed. That was that was dope. That was and nice. that was the first performance from. Um, Slick Rick. Slick Rick. After he oh, got out of, out of jail. jail. Fresh right. out of God damn, I forgot about that. First event after when he, he got out of when jail. When he got out of jail, that was his first event. That was our event. Yeah. We had first, we had Jeezy's first ever event in New York City. That was first, big. Jeezy first That shit was crazy. Jeezy's first event in NYC. Jeezy first award show. We had Jeezy on the fucking yard fest. We had Jeezy on we yeah. had Jeezy every fucking where oh when he my came God. out. We, a good had, look. we had vibe events. We yeah. had Vibe events and we had Vibe awards. Vibe we awards had Vibe awards shows. We had Quincy Jones awards. Uh, we had which the was Quincy a whole other level award. of fly shit. <laughs> when Ali would have to go out to Quincy's that, house. Quincy Jones awards was my come up. That was your come that was, up. That was, that was my. I went to the next level because Quincy would always be at the, in the south of France when we did that event. Mm-hmm. It was in June. It's Black Music Month. And we had the Quincy Jones Achievement Award. He would never come. And I had this camera, and and and, and I was like, "Well, we got to get him on tape. I we like, got to do it." If, he, and if he's I not going to go. come, yeah, and could, I don't know. We got to get him on tape. I got a camera. I could shoot him. I shot him one year. It worked. No, you went to his house. No, no, before oh. the first year, oh, was he was in New, New York. York. Yes, I shot him in New York at a photo shoot. We did it. it. Went up. It was good. The next year, I went to his house, and then I shot it. It was cool. The third year was when we connected. The third year, he was kind of, he was producing this big event in Rome and he wasn't focused so he wasn't hitting the lines. So I was kind of producing him. I was like, you know what? We should probably just take a break. And he was like, you know what? You're right. We took a break and in the break, he started, you know, he was asking me questions. Who are we? You know, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from Miami. I'm Dade County, you know. Blah, blah, blah. We talked, blah, blah. He was like, you know, that's cool. Da, 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 da. We got back together and he hit it. He got all his lines after we took the break and he was like, man, that was a great idea for us to take that break. And then when I was about to leave, he signed the book and, and you know, I went along my way. I skedaddled. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, that was cool. I kicked it with Quincy Jones. But this might have been a few weeks later. I'm at a fucking barbecue in Brooklyn chilling and my phone rang and it's you know what I'm saying security I, no I answered no fuck I answered the phone I'm like hello hey Ali what's going on I'm like uh yeah he's like it's Q I'm like who he's like it's Quincy I'm like oh shit so I go outside <laughs> <laughs> like, I get away from these people. I had to go outside and get away from the niggas the yeah right right please <laughs> come on guys <laughs> come on keep it down guys keep it down I don't know these people keep it down I'm like hey what's going on and he he was hitting me because <clears throat> he wanted to do a record with um Trick Daddy and Ludacris mm. and he and he talked to his son and and his son told him that I knew QD3. QD3. Shout out to QD3. He t- QD3 told him that I knew Trick Daddy's people and Ludacris people. So he called me. So I'm like, I'm on the phone with fucking Quincy Jones. I'm like, you want to talk to who? And he using you as a connect. Trick Daddy. There's a connect. So I was like, you want to talk to Trick Daddy? Shit, that ain't no fucking problem. You want to talk to Ludacris? So I, I called Shaka, right. Ludacris manager, mm-hmm. on the other line. And we was on the phone. And then he was like, yeah, da 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 And, you know, um, we could meet. And then... 
Shaka was like, we're going to be in L.A. on Monday. And I'm like, shit, y'all so going to be in L.A. on Monday, too, then, <laughs> motherfucker, shit. So I'm, I, I, flew, I bought me a ticket. I flew out. And Luda, Luda met Quincy. And... And it was, I was there, it was, it's just, it was a moment, and I was, like, right there, front row. And that's how, you know what I'm saying, my mind went from one place to a whole nother other. Like, hmm. oh, this shit could, is another space. It was the plug. I was, I Connector. guess, I, I connected, but, you know what I'm saying, it was, it was that time and that space for me to see other shit. So the first time, like, you took Tupac to Italy, you know what I'm saying, in 96. Quincy took me to Italy in 2004. That was my first time getting a passport and going out of the country was with Quincy Jones going to Tyrone. That's fly. Changed my whole fucking shit. Yeah. Hmm. Beautiful. Word. Thank you, guys. Oh, you, well, tell you, us you, what's, you clocked off? <laughs> yeah, we got a couple minutes. What's going on now? I know you, um, you got some, some new ventures uh, yeah. percolating. You want to speak about it? Let the people know? Yeah, well, I'm not living in New York. Um, right now, I'm living in St. Louis. And I am where you're from, mm-hmm. where I'm from. Don't act like it's just some random place yeah, that you're no, living. No, no, no. That's where my all my family and my kids are in school. Shout out to Nigel at Umsel and shout out to Kaya Warshu. Word. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am revamping my events company, which is Radford Events, and it is going to, um, it is going to be very much calibrated towards the millennials Mm. and um you'll be able to check out my website which is radford events in a few weeks and um i am reaching um the younger crowd in st louis to let them know how events are supposed to be done and Mm. how events can be done and how they can have very unique quality events with artists that they never thought they'd be able to get in touch with Mm -hmm. or uh, be able to connect with, they will be able to do that through my company. Word. Hmm. Dope. Yeah. 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 That's what's up. So if y'all want to know what a Radford event looks like, especially if you're in St. Louis... You know, get in tune because it's a it's a moment. It it's is definitely a moment, and and even if you not in St. Louis, but 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 see the thing is, <laughs> no, you gonna bring the it's, moment. It's not it's not necessarily. Yeah, it is for the St. Not Louis. A, it's for not real. about the geography because we did shit in towns that it yeah it didn't really fit. You You're know right. what I'm saying? The the thing about it is is that it's an energy, yeah. and that energy is translated through execution and it's not you know a lot of times people you know they get a room they open the doors they charge a fee you know what I'm saying but it's a lot that goes into putting things in that room that makes the moment special and I think that's what you did better than 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 most Mm -hmm. and what you added to the culture you know what I'm saying a lot of times like you know if if you look at the New York entertainment industry culture events even to this day you know what i'm saying they're still trying to catch up to the things that were you were doing at that time yeah. you know what i'm saying Be- because a lot of people look at what happened as opposed to the energy that went into creating it so you got people doing fly shit but fly shit that transcended just the moment itself but went into the lexicon of oh shit that mm-hmm. happened you know what i'm saying yeah so so just to bring it home you know what i'm saying your first event you know and they charged you with hey we got to launch this magazine mm-hmm. you do this event mm-hmm. boom you did it and then this motherfucker puff daddy them say hey man i got this artist mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying can you put him on stage 
you made that moment happen. Made that moment happen. You know what I'm saying? Even if you fast forward to Biggie's last event. Yeah. The event that he did, that he was at, that he attended the night he got shot. That was your event. So it was Biggie's first and Biggie's last, but at the same time, it was because I never thought of it like mm-hmm. I know I didn't think of it that until so you said earlier that that was his first. And I would have said it then, but I knew that mm-hmm. that was uh, sensitive, right? So I waited to the end. But that was you on his first big industry event, and then his last industry event was your event. And that's not that's not happenstance. That's not that's not just because. It's a reason for that. It's an energy to that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And that's what you can't buy. That's what you can't recreate. You know what I'm saying? That's some shit that's just specific to you and what God gave you. Even though you didn't know you had it. Mm. Salute. Why y'all so quiet? I mean, that was just, you know, it was a real moment. That was a real moment, yo. You know what I mean? But that's real. That is real. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Carla Radford, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. We've spoken about you many times on the pod, so I'm glad that you're finally here behind the mic to let the people hear your voice. Get an idea of your essence. No, just let you know how much we value you and how much you've brought to the game. You know. Thank you so much. Absolutely. What you doing for Thanksgiving? I hope I represented. Okay? No, you, of course, you killed it. You ain't got to represent. I'll be home. Thanksgiving. What you got going? I know you. You know you do the events and momentous occasions. Yeah, right. no, my sisters take it over. Uh, I got three older sisters and they carry the ball. Okay. All of them older? You the youngest? I am the Shout youngest. Kim, you, Kim is older. Kim is older. Val is older. I, and Angie is older. No, I thought you was Kim's older sister. Yeah. No. Nice. I'm the youngest. Nice. Yeah. Thanksgiving in the loo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where Thank you going to be Thanksgiving, D? I'm going to be in Long Island at my sister's crib. We're going to do that. It's going to be a good one. You know, same old, same old tradition. Where no you going to be? I'm going to be in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? We do our Thanksgiving with the Fieldses. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Shout out to Rob and Brigitte Fields. Brigitte is an author. Rob is the, uh, he he runs the uh, Weeksville Heritage Center in Brooklyn. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we've been doing Thanksgiving together since, back in, the, since my kid was a baby. Like, oh, no, that's what's like, up. For that's years. That's nice. Yeah, so. You know, we do Thanksgiving with them, and so it should be good. You know, I already, you know what I'm saying, got some of the food shit in the play. You know, my right. wife going to make a little of this. My my middle son She's does the, that the mac and cheese. Souffle. No doubt. Damn. But I'm going to order the turkey from the good Whole Foods because, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a momentous task. I heard Popeye's got a good fried turkey for $40. <laughs> I, I, I've been I, hearing this I might, shit. I might fuck with I'm, it. I'm because, curious. Because my fried chick from a fried turkey man is not doing it this year. I never year. had fried turkey before. Oh, fried it's turkey? amazing. No, I, I, I've had it. I, I haven't done it. I usually... We usually either, most of the years they bake the turkey, mm-hmm. but last year I ordered the turkey from Whole Foods already mm-hmm. done. Right. But my fried turkey dude. Jive turkey? Ma, nah, nah. <laughs> Lloyd Porter Bread Love. He usually fried the turkeys. He might not do it this year, so I'm in the market for a fried turkey. Because they're everything. Yeah, I haven't, haven't had I, one, but I, I heard they the shit. I usually do both and let them fuck up the regular turkey on the regular day, and then I had a fried turkey on the leftover situation. Hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you got to have your leftover game, all right? You know? Yeah. Well. So that's what it is. Happy yeah. Turkey Day, everybody. Happy, turkey Happy day. Thanksgiving. And we're thankful for y'all. No doubt. You listeners, what you thankful for? I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for this moment. No doubt. And I'm I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for you. Mm-hmm. You know too. what I'm saying? For standing up for me and, and you know what I'm saying? Making motherfuckers know not to fuck with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, Opening up poke. a door where I could operate freely and shit. Good job. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're out there in the world and you're trying to come up, 
you need a good, you know, sometimes you Rad need a free. good, good rap free, a good representative <laughs> to, to speak to, you know what I'm saying, who you are. So stand up, be strong in your game, and you know what I'm saying, people will look out for you. Mm-hmm. There it is. What you thankful for? I just I started it off. I told you I was thankful for y'all for oh, all of this. Thank you know you. what I'm saying? You know, friends and family as well. I'm no thankful saying? for that. Yeah. Thankful sure. to the conversationalists thankful, who listen yeah. to us every week and you know what I'm saying, give us feedback and shit and ride with us and all that good stuff, man. We've been here for some hundreds of episodes mm-hmm. and we we we're here for the long haul. So we sure do appreciate y'all. And as always, tell a friend to tell a friend And even an enemy To get in the conversation And really do that shit, man Tell a motherfucker right now yeah. You thankful for the conversation And tell a motherfucker to come listen to our shit Because we done glowed up Yeah, right Glowed up There you go We out of it all is to be in the conversation conversation